Hello, good morning, good morning, happy Saturday. Welcome to the Yes We Fight podcast. I am Julia Marie Mays and this guy. Yep, this guy, Cheryl, Mr. B. Paz Mays, chilling like a mug. <laughs> You're so ridiculous. <laughs> it's my December, Julie. I know, I know, we're already in December. Uh, we saw a long ass hiatus. I was gonna say, I was show. like, welcome back to us. I think this is just our lot in life of, uh, you know, we start something we're really excited, and then real life really kicks in. Like we got all these cheering, and we gotta run them around, and then all of a sudden, here we are, like five <laughs> five months later. Great yeah, it has everyone. been like five months, right, since we recorded. I think it's yeah. been what actually probably been a little bit more. It than might that. have been. I think the last time was July. Yeah. I think what happened was you made me mad. And then I didn't want to do it anymore. That is exactly what happened. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. <laughs> well, I will say this, though. I mean, it can't be, yes, we fight. If we didn't fight for real. I mean, that's true. I'm I'm glad that it doesn't happen as as, as often. Yeah, as when we were younger. Uh, definitely. Definitely working out these kinks because I don't have the energy at 60. At 60, I'm just going to have to, like, push you down a flight of stairs. Damn. All the way to the put, getting pushed down the flight of stairs. And they made Netflix documentaries off niggas that push other niggas down steps. Well, maybe I'll push you down, like, three steps. Just enough to really prove my point, but not enough to really hurt you. I don't think you're in control over how many <laughs> steps I fall. <laughs> well, that's when I push you. I'll wait for you to get halfway down. I don't want to maim you. I don't want to, <laughs> like, really, really hurt you. I just want you, you just to know. Prove your point. I just want to prove my point that I'm not fighting with you well, and I'm not fussing why with does you. Your, why does your point have to be uh, violence to me? Why couldn't you just, you know, raise your voice a couple octaves? Because I can't do that with you. I can't. I can't remember crazy. Raising my voice with you is an automatic heighten for you. I really just have to catch you off guard, and I really feel like pushing you down the stairs accomplishes that. You don't yeah, have I a would, chance to react. I would 100% <laughs> be caught off guard if you push me out of nowhere down some stairs. <laughs> Just make sure it is three stairs because I'm 240. <laughs> That's a and hard no, fall. It ain't no stopping 240 at step three. The, the other 240 <laughs> want to keep going. I got to stop at the bottom. Uh, okay, well, now that we've been on that tangent, I will, I'll make sure that it's three step three steps. Now, uh -huh. I'm a, now I'm gonna be walking around every time I see three <laughs> steps. I'm gonna be like, "Oh, what the? F where you? Where's? Where's? Where you at?" <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be gentle, but don't worry. Like I said, I'll wait till, right. till sixty. Where there's gonna be a build up there, you'll, you'll feel it inside. Right. You'll feel it inside. Like it's about that time. Right. <laughs> I need to really watch myself. And uh, if anyone has been following our show, right? Like this is some new shit. Like we in a new place. I we're know. not in our. We're not in my office. No, we're not. We're not doing it live. We have a setup. Look at we us. will be going back to doing it live, but we we want to take this serious, and I think there's a part of taking it serious that you have to elicit other people exactly. to also assist you in holding you accountable to this. So we are actually at Megan and Joe Gasler's house. Mm -hmm. uh, they are the owners of Vim Studios. Or Vim Productions and Vim Photography, they do mm -hmm, everything. everything. They all of those funny ass pictures, pictures of, of me with my glasses like this. Uh, Megan and Joe took those. Your uh, our, our our photo shoot, pictures, right? Our, our family, family pictures. pictures. They have done everything, and uh, Joe's behind the camera right now. Mm -hmm. He's on. Like I feel like I'm uh, introducing the DJ, right? I like know. you got Joe back there on the ones and twos. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna give him a spin, Joe. <laughs> exactly, right? exactly. So we we got Joe and Megan is out doing being mom and doing all this other stuff. But we we are committed to this format and we're committed to the things that we want to do. There are a lot of big things on our horizon for the Yes We Fight podcast, mm -hmm. the Good Dad Initiative that I hadn't even started the last time we did a show. Yeah. So there's so many things that we have coming up. What's the most like I don't know, what's the most cool thing that you can see on the horizon for us i think one of the coolest things is understanding that or that we're on the horizon of is the empty nesting and not just because the kids are gone like it's not even just because i'm like oh i finally am rid of him it it's more of knowing that we've 
we're close to accomplishing what we really wanted to when we set out to start a family. So do you think that's the uh, do you think getting closer to being an empty nester kind of makes what we're doing with these things a little bit easier and maybe, you know, I I mean, I guess logistically, yes, like it does. But I'm excited to be able to like when we had children you know, when you have kids and especially when they're brand spanking new and you're looking at this tiny little baby, you know, it's like there's those moments you forget this is an actual human being that's going to grow up and be a person that's like walking around this world. And so it's like now that I'm actually watching that right now with our kids, mm -hmm. it's realizing that I'm like it's smack dad right here in front of me. So I'm looking forward to being able to be a part of their next step, right. the next step that does not fully involve me in the way that it has. I think it's funny because like clearly you want to talk about your kids today because we're I'm I asked you a question about the things that we're producing and putting out there and you went right to the kids. So oh. shit apparently you want to talk about them little mother Oh right? I'm that like, type of horizon. We close oh. to empty nests. I don't want to talk about them kids. Oh, F them kids. Right. But oh, you're right, since since you're on your mommy, your mommy ish right now. Go ahead. Tell me about how you feel about these little old creatures that we created <laughs> and on their way out. No, I think that, that was it, though. You know, just kind of like. I think, you know, what, you're right. I did jump right into that. And I think that's probably just because that's the priority right now. Like, that's where my thought is all it the ain't time. My priority. I mean, I'm going to take care of them, but it ain't my priority. They too big. That's true. I think they I have their own priorities. They do. And I think that. I think that reality of understanding that they don't have to involve me in anything is so crazy. Like I actually created you. Like I built you. I always tell them, I'm like, I built you. Uh, I built you. I don't know about you building him. Well, my You're more like, mm. like we don't, like I said before, we don't give the oven the credit for baking the cake. And since I was the master mixer, <laughs> thank you. Low key, I made the baby myself. Uh, Gerald, you were the eggs to the batter, okay? I, no, I deposited the cake in the oven. You just kept it warm at 350. That's made, a long made, made, sure, made sure it didn't go down it, it. while it was in the in the oven. So thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> no problem. No problem. <laughs> Thank you for that. I appreciate your diligence on making sure that my kids were baked evenly. <laughs> Sufficiently. The whole but since thing. I have the spoon, then I stirred the batter. Uh, that sounds <laughs> absolutely disgusting, but also is completely true. It does. It does. I I, I accept what you're saying. Uh, but yeah, no, I think about it a lot, actually. I think it's my way of offsetting the fact that, like, if I want to be around or if I want to be able to provide for them, then I have to, like, like, I can't be a jerk. <laughs> like, you know, I can't be a jerk. Like, these are actual people. Like, they're not going to like what I say. I have to do, you know, I think back to my mom when I was making tostadas one day. And she literally was, like, almost, like, upset at the 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 order in which I topped everything on it. You know what I mean? Like, really? Move over. Let me, you know, you put this first. And so I'm really trying to make sure I'm open to their own style of doing things. And, you know, I stayed in their apartment. Oh, yeah. A week ago, uh, our oldest two, I stayed in their apartment because it was senior night at UNR. And, uh, you know, I could feel myself. It's like the washcloth is there. And I, I'm like, you know, you need to make sure you guys wash that. You know, it's like you automatically jump into mom mode. So I'm trying to, like, just let them let them be. So it's like, how do I guide you into some good habits without making you feel mm -hmm. smothered? So how how do you how how are you going to approach the that this next phase of your oldest kids' lives because they essentially go from needing you to do everything yes. for them to like verbally telling you to leave me alone like verbally telling you that they got it. I think um, for me the approach is first of all not being judgmental, trying not to be judgmental. Like, but I think just kind of being a guide, being more of like a voice that can be there to support them. So listening a little bit, 
You know what I mean? Doing a little more listening, doing a little less. Like like you said, the, the mothering, they don't need that. But I think also just being mom, just, just being mom in general, right. being there when they need I think that's the one thing I've learned about children and even young adult children. Even right now, myself as a full grown adult, if I need my mom, I'm going to go to my mom if I want my mom. And so because I want them to always have that, I just need to make sure that I'm available for them emotionally. Right. You know, not yeah. just physically, because I. Yeah. I like that, too, because I think that that perspective is so uh, important to me because as a dad in the way that I grew up, it's the same result, but a different reason why, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because at, you know, my, in my 20s, I felt like I was, you know, trying to do this shit by myself. I right. was trying to figure it out. I was trying to be the best that I can be. I was trying to stand on business. <laughs> and business <laughs> is... There you go, right? <laughs> and I was trying to do all of these things, and it was extremely hard. I made so many mistakes. And there was no one as a man, as a father, as a husband, there was no other person like that that I could just share right. and, and just like talk it out. Like I'm not necessarily looking for anyone to fix my problems, but I was looking for someone to understand that these problems were real. Right. Because I spent so much time second guessing that if 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 I was even allowed to have the problem in the first place, if I was even allowed to struggle with these things in the first place. So I think for me what ended up happening as I got older and my kids got older, I started watching my kids get older, is that as they began to take these mature adult steps, then my focus began to become the support as they move forward. Yeah. So I just, I want to be there and make myself available to my oldest kids so that they know that if they need me, I'm there. I won't, I won't push. I'll always check, but I won't push. And I'm trying to navigate my personality, I guess, to be a little bit more open mm -hmm. so that, they trust that I'm there because I yeah. think I think in the beginning of our of my parenting style, it was extremely militant. You know, I I have the Marine Corps background, right? Yes. You, you, it so was everything everything is black and white, and I think that set me back as they got older. And I think right now, what I'm working on the most is just trying to uh, be available to be used by them in whatever capacity they think they they need me in. Obviously, right. when I say used, I'm not saying like being used, but yeah. like to be available for. Right, to be utilized. The thing is. Utilized, there you go, I like that. Yeah, it, it's the thing is, the fact of the matter is, as they grow, it doesn't matter whether they're 30, 40, or 50. There will always be. Or 21. Or 21. <laughs> yeah, as oh, as bad. they are, as they get older, we are getting older at the same place we are all you know in the same space and time of moving a year older so it doesn't matter uh, dominic at 21 I i'm 42 when dominic is 41 i will you know what i mean like mm -hmm. so i want to always be in a space where i can give to them the things that i know they will always have to learn through their own experiences but if i can at least sit on the sidelines and i feel like it's such a waste to have gone through through highs and lows and not give to them in some way when I recognize, you know, mm. it's utilizing even the things that I'm good at. I'm really, really in tuned with you and kids and, and to an extent people in general, I really can resonate. I can, uh, that, Oh, here we go. Like that feeling where I can like feel something. I'm like, there's something like, yeah, the wind, the wind <laughs> is blowing a little weird over here. So it's like I'm really in tune with that. And that is good and not good at the same time mm. because it creates something in me. If the other person isn't ready to share, it's like something's not right and you won't tell me. And I'm over here just like, is it me? Is it what happened? What's going on? Like I have to, that's definitely something to work at. But with the kids, it's like I can really kind of sense stuff and figure it out. So trying to utilize that and be of assistance right. and not, you know what I mean? On senior day, our oldest was a little stressed. There's a lot going on. He had a project, all kinds of stuff. And I feel it. And it's like, what's wrong? 
you know, this is this. I'm like, okay, let's do this. Helping him to honestly, like teaching them how to handle stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's not do this because that doesn't help. What can you do that's help? First things first, you know what I mean? Giving him permission to stop overthinking this and saying, don't worry about the working out, start tomorrow, that type of thing. So it's just trying to give them the tools that they can handle stuff that my parents were always supportive. uh, But I, looking back, I realize uh, I probably... Probably needed a little more guidance. And again, they didn't do anything wrong at all. Like, I have great parents. Like, I can't even complain at all. They've always been there. They're super supportive. But I can see that times have changed a little bit. And my kids don't just need support. Mm-hmm. They need to be spoken to. They need to understand. They need to They need Encouraged. to be more. Yes. Encouraged. Right. Communicated with. Right. Until, they're, until they are able to fill those spots with other people that are a little bit more relatable Right. For them in the times that that are going through those similar things. You know, the hardest part about being a parent is that at some point in time you become outdated. Right. Like your views, <laughs> your logic, the things that you believe are right and wrong. It just becomes outdated and you shouldn't become a bad parent because that happens. Right. Like so as parents, we have to learn to evolve into whether that is taking steps forward or taking steps back. And as they get older, you have to take more and more and more and more steps back. And then hopefully you've taught them to take steps towards you when they need to take steps towards you. The rest of the time, once everybody's gone, we're going to be out here chilling. I know. What is it like for you as a dad right now? Like as, as a, as a father watching the kids grow and be in this space right now where, you know, they need you not even more but what you provide our children like the very the logic and like Mm -hmm. the process of problem solving right how is that for you right now with kids that are young adult as opposed to like when they're little uh i think to use uh to use something that layla will say is that uh, i think i'm in my era <laughs> yeah, right. for sure. Like I've been like this forever. It just doesn't translate to a three year old. True. Lo- logic doesn't. You can't have a logical conversation with a kid who just wants Cheerios and that's all. Like there's no like the only equation that he has is can I have Cheerios? Yes or no? It should be yes. If it's not yes, I'm gonna scream my head off. Right now we we get deeper into what I'm actually good at. So. I'm thriving right now as a father, and it has definitely spurred some of these other things that I've been working on, like my good dad's project, my good mm-hmm. men's project, and stuff like that. Because I've learned that being a father, like the day I laid eyes on Amaya, which was my firstborn, that changed what was now important to me, mm-hmm. right? Whether Whether I knew that at the time or not. It did because now I'm like, all right, it isn't just me, right? It is me and this little little mug, <laughs> right? Little eight pounds, six ounces, little person, right? And then when her and her when her mom and I didn't work out, it was really just us two. And I lived my life like that. Like I'm I was twenty years old and I had an a, 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 I rented a room from a friend. And I had a pack and play in there mm-hmm. for my days. That's how I, I met you. I fought, I fought for Amaya, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. to make sure I had her during these very specific times on my off days. And every off day from the day she was born or the day that, which was really like eight months after she was born, from the day that her mom and I were not together anymore, like that was my life. I spent every week navigating my life to get to Amaya. Right, because at the right. time you had three days off, and so you had her exactly. the whole three days, which could not have days. been me. You could be mobbing too, man. I gave her credit. You could not. You can't tell me kids ain't. Can't tell me kids ain't days. resilient. Because Amaya used to be in the car seat in my little four, my little Pathfinder. I had two twelve-inch subwoofers in there, banging ludicrous, and she just being there like with a little fuzzy afro. Hell yeah, shit! I didn't know no. I didn't know no different. Because from my experience, lost hearing. <laughs> yeah, from from but from my experience, being a dad was being there, right? right. Like that was my only thing. It's like 
the least I can do is just be there and be around and be there to have the conversation. I don't know what I'm fucking doing, but I know it's better than what not I felt doing. I got. Right. Better right? than not doing. Right. Like, and I'm not, I, I don't want to point any fingers at my, at my father. Right. But like my father was not as interested as I am with my kids. Right. He wasn't as expressive mm-hmm. as I am with my children. And I am expressive with my kids because he was not. Right. Right. It it is the things that I wanted that I am giving. I don't know if that makes me a good parent or not. Right. But right. it is definitely like the catalyst behind all of that. So I think I'm like I said before, I'm thriving in this area because this is who I've always been. And now I have four people that I absolutely love and adore that take what I say serious. Yes. And really try to implement the concepts that I have as a parent, right? Like I'm not trying to tell them what to do and what not to do. I'm literally like my whole parenting style is literally built around being available. Right. Right. Like I'm here to talk. I'm I'm going to be here to lecture, to preach. I'm going to do that. You don't have to ask for that. If you stay long enough, you will get a lesson. <laughs> Whether you want to or not. Straight up. But now my kids are more receptive to that because I've done a lot of work over the last three years to build relationships with my children the way that they are. Like you have. You've and you've been you've been able to do that with our kids from jump, mm-hmm. right? I haven't. I've always been right. this outside presence that only came in when something bad happened or when it was necessary. And over the last few years, I've been able to kind of pull it all together because now they're starting to see some of the things that I would chirp about play out in front of them in their lives. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like f- for me in that in that environment is is like that for me. For you as a mom, as I mentioned before, it's like you've always had that, right? Like you've always been able to connect from an emotional standpoint with the kids. I have not, right? And I still don't. It's not my. It's not my cup of tea. I don't. I don't connect emotionally. Period. Just with you. Right. Right. But I don't feel the need to connect emotionally with people. But that's that's how you you lead with that, right? right. Like you lead with connecting emotionally with people. Mm-hmm. So how has it changed for you now that you you have older parents that don't necessarily you have older kids that don't necessarily need you to connect emotionally as much. I think the thing about having older kids is I've recognized that they do need me to connect. It just is different. It has to be different because I connect emotionally with them just as much as I did with them when they were little. The thing is I have to check myself connecting with them emotionally can be really, really great. But in that way, I it's really now about cutting it just a little bit and allowing for them to connect back to me. You know what I mean? So it's now it's a little different where, I mean, same, same, like uh, I'm trying to explain it well, where it's like, at first I'm trying to connect with them, but now they're really trying to come back to me. Gotcha. You know what I mean? It's like right. I gave to them and now use that relationship to help them get to the next space. You know what I mean? And so that's why it's like, for me, I have to check myself because I'm not the one that's just 21 experiencing life for the first time in, in certain capacities. For sure. You know what I mean? I have to let them, I have to recognize that there are a thousand firsts that happen in life. All of the firsts that I'm just as a mother, I'm like, oh, that I have to recognize my kids have to experience all of these things and I can't hold them back. They have to experience love and loss and, and, Figuring out the job. Did you get your assignment on time? How are you going to get from point A to point B? You know what I mean? Like I have to give them the opportunity to experience all those things and then understand that I've built a strong enough connection that when they need that, they will tap in Mm -hmm. and come to me because I've created a space for that. Not even just a safe space. I've realized that we talk about safe spaces and I agree spaces, you know, a safe space is always more pleasant, but just creating a space. Because sometimes safety comes with a tongue lashing. Sometimes a safe space comes with real and honest. Mm-hmm. I think that I'm not a big fan of, I'm just going to tell you like it is. And if it hurts your feelings, it doesn't matter. I don't think that you 
have to always tell it like it is at the expense of another person. Yeah. I think there is a time and space where it's like, hey, you're kind of messing up. Like you're really kind of, kind of. And I think that's the key to our parenting. If I was to sum up our parenting, mm-hmm. it is we have been able to create trust in our kids, mm-hmm. right? Is that we can give them a tongue lashing if necessary, and it doesn't deteriorate the relationship, right? It doesn't mean that they like it. It doesn't mean that we like it. But sometimes it's necessary, as you as you just stated. Mm-hmm. And we've been able, over the years, to create the space for us to be able to do it when necessary because right. it isn't something that we – it isn't the first thing, right? Like we always – or at least you do. I don't. I'm always like, this is what it is. It's time to get it after right. it, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> The in-between stuff yeah. that makes it feel good, the, like, you know what I'm saying, is you, yeah. right? Like – I'm the cornflakes and you're the milk, right? Like no one wants to eat a bowl of dry cornflakes and no one wants to drink milk out of a bowl, right? So it's like we those things go together. I am the pebbles. Like this is the, I'm going to shine a light on the bullshit that you got. You're the peanut right? butter and I'm the jelly. Uh, I'm the, we, let's keep going. You're the, you're the <laughs> north and I'm the south. You're exactly. the positive magnet and I'm the, the negative. Yin ma- the yin to the yang. The yin to the yang. The Michael to the Scottie Pippen, the Shaq to Kobe. There we go. See? The LeBron to not winning all the championships. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) So rough. (laughs) No. You know, and I kind of want, I want you to kind of talk a little bit about, you know, you've really come into your your dad era. Oh, yeah. I'm in my era right now, And I I really kind of want you to talk a little bit about... Like what's going on with that and and like well, I started with Joe with and Megan. Dad. It started with Joe and Megan. That okay. what our fourteenth anniversary. That was a year ago, mm-hmm. right? So our fourteenth wedding anniversary. We came here and we took these these dad, oh, yeah, mom right and dad before. pictures. We'll we'll add them to the to the video and stuff. Yeah. But we took these mom and dad pictures, right? That shit was like the funnest experience for me, and it felt so normal to me. Yeah. Right, because my kids already—if—if if my kids had a mental picture of the type of dad I am, it would be that guy, right? With the glasses and the fanny pack and the chapstick. Right, we kept telling them we were going to do it. And we're not like, that cool, right? Yeah, yeah. They were like, I'm not really? That, I, as cool as I think I am, my kids do not believe that I'm that cool. I, I, I they think you're real cool. They view me like that, right? They view me like that. So I think what ended up happening over this last year is I was really messing with these two or three pictures, right? That became the image for the artwork for the Yes We Fight podcast, mm-hmm. right? And I was already using it for that. I was already kind of using those pictures on the website, but it was still geared towards everybody. Right. And then as I start to write out, because I had the time, as I start to write out what I wanted to say on a consistent basis and start, you know, writing my blog, I start to realize that my voice was turning towards a very specific person, which was just me. Right. Right. Like it was, it almost started to feel like a journal. And who am I? Like, I, I like to be honest, like my, a lot of my identity is built on being a dad. Mm-hmm. I never looked at being a dad as being from year zero to 18. I thought being a dad is a lifetime thing and that role changes as you get older, mm-hmm. right? Like me being a dad becomes at some point in time will come me being a granddad, but my role is still as a dad to support my son and my right. daughter right. as they become parents, not, right. not to overshadow them as parents, right? It is to be an addition, be an addition because I am first their dad. Right. And all of these things start to like line up being a dad, being a dad, being a dad. And then I came to an epiphany. And I think you and I had this conversation. Mm-hmm. That being a dad was the most important thing to me. It was the catalyst behind why I didn't want to be a shitbag. Right? Like I said before, the day I laid my eyes on Amaya, I wanted to be a better person. At the time, that meant, you know, following all these kookamamie... <laughs> <laughs> all these kookamamie schemes trying to get rich because the way I thought 
the best my bet was to provide something for them and i think over time although i believe that to be true i I believe that providing is such a big word because there's so many things that you need to provide your role is so much more expansive than just the financials so so 20 year old drill thought that being a dad was just trying to get to the money and put in like my dad taught me right is to get the bacon so that your wife can cook it and i low-key still believe that and i have some internal issues that i still process on on that because you have to get the bacon the bacon can't be given to you right you know what i mean so get the bacon and then your wife will cook the bacon and i think now it's like there's so many there's so much involved with providing to me but it's all it all stems from being a dad right, right? like i want to be a good dad and my number one rule for being a good dad is to treat your kid's mom a certain way because i can't actually show my kids that i'm a good dad if i won't treat the person that they love either the most or second most right no, definitely the most whatever you want. <laughs> the, the, the the person who always who cooks the tacos should get all the love <laughs> right so so i can't actually be a good dad if i'm not treating that person the person that they care so much about with the utmost respect right and for the longest in our relationship i hadn't you know right and that's something that I really just want to do. You know what I mean? I want to be a good dad because I because it is my charge in life to put four people out there who aren't as jacked up as I was. Right. Or at least don't have my flaws. They can they have a clean slate to go out into the world and build their own flaws. Right. Right? They should just not go into the world prepackaged with mine or yours right and i think that's that's just been the catalyst behind all of that so because i over this past year have recognized that being a dad is so important and Mm -hmm. i've met so many people who also feel the same way like joe Mm -hmm. uh that i decided to start the good dad newsletter and the good dad blog and i've just been writing information and messages to for dads because it's hard out here for dads, man. Like, there's where 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 can dads get real information that isn't saturated in this toxic toxic masculinity? Right. Uh, and 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 I don't like really using that term toxic masculinity because we use toxic masculinity to describe anything that men right. say that you don't like. Right. <laughs> But, I agree. But there is a level of toxic masculinity that men share amongst each other. Right? Yes. Like they like the men who do these things then look at these men and say, You aren't doing what we're doing, therefore you're less of a man. Women don't say that. Right? Women don't say anything about men and dads and stuff like that. But men are very, very critical of men. And I don't I, know. Men are I think women I I I I disagree. I think women are really rough on men <laughs> but probably. that's a separate thing but <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure oh that God. they probably are but i also believe that men the standard that that's men create for each other is pro- in my opinion probably more detrimental than anything a woman could say a woman only is only echoing what other strong I, men are saying yes i, I was right? gonna say that too I think because there, there is a man out there that yes. believes that a, that men should make X amount of money, look a certain way, do this and do that and do that, and they're doing that, then certain women who want that will say that this is what men should be. But I'm here to tell you that men come in all shapes and sizes and women do too. Mm -hmm. 100%. So so there should be, it should be more conceptual versus specific. And I think we should, there should be some spaces for dads who can get together and discuss the things because that's the thing that women do very freaking well women get together they brunch they hang out and in the midst of that they discuss their lives they discuss the things that whatever right and you can go on on the interwebs right now and find hella clips of dudes saying like this dude could be my best friend i don't know nothing about this Mm -hmm. like the only reason why he my best friend is because we are 
we see eye to eye on this one thing, and that's the only thing we talk about. We don't talk about being a dad. We only talk about the Cowboys. We don't talk about sports. And then this group of friends, we only talk about this. We only talk about that. And everything is so fragmented. And I think we need to create a safe space for all of us, all, all of us dads to get together and air out life and figure out a way for us to support one another. Because being a dad in your kid's life, no offense to moms, and I'm only saying this because I'm not a mom, it is the most important thing a dad can do. If you are a dad, the most important thing you can do is work on yourself so that you can be available for your children. And if you do just that, like you'll, you'll start to see your finances start to change, your relationships with your, with, with your significant other, your happiness with life, all around just being a better person for the people that you created. Because I, I know that they're out there. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, I'm not talking to them. But every dad that I met, the, the thing that drives them and moves them forward are these little people that they create. There's right. a, there is a loving and happy burden that weighs on a man all of his life the day he has a kid. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not a bad burden, right? Right. I'm pretty, Joe can give me a nod, right? Joe, it's the greatest thing that you've ever accomplished. It's the greatest thing that you've ever accomplished to have another person who looks at you and like, I want to be like, the day that Gerald got suspended from school, last summer, mm -hmm. he got suspended out that program for basically one of the kids oh, tried yeah, to attack yeah. a girl and then he got in the way and and and, and, and hit the kid or whatever and then they sent him home. Oh yeah, for the summer program. And he was crying because he was getting in trouble. You know what he said? Mm. He said, I want to be like you. Mm. Oh, I almost lost my shit. I almost started crying <laughs> and shit. I'm like, God damn. What you mean want to be like me? I, and, and and as a dad, I, bro, I know some dads out here can understand. Mm -hmm. That shit touch your heart because you're like, I don't even want to be like me. <laughs> Why am I like I'm trying that? to be different. Mm -hmm. What are you seeing in this version? So kids are, for me, like kids are the only thing that can break down a man's wall is that kid. I'll tell you a story. So it's a family at, at the airport, right? The announcement comes over and it's like there's going to be a delay. And there's this old man just huffing and puffing. He's pissed off because every, it seems like every 15, 20 minutes, that man, right, or the uh, the airlines is saying that there's another delay. And every delay is getting madder and madder and madder and madder and madder. Meanwhile, there's this little girl just skipping around and skipping around and skipping around and skipping around, right? The girl rips down the man's uh newspaper it says you want to play and he just folds it back up she does it again right and he folds his newspaper up puts it to the side and plays with her he even gives her a piggyback ride is this a random man yeah okay see you being a mom <laughs> look at you being a mom in my story Wait, look I, at you i just wanted to understand the context is this a that's all man? By piggyback ride, do you? <laughs> she got actually on his back. Where, where was their mom at? He didn't push her down when she. <laughs> See, look at you being no. an overprotective mom. Go ahead, but go ahead, by, go in your story. Go in your story. <laughs> <laughs> but what the that point. shows you is mm -hmm. that we have two different views, right? Yeah. And that little child's view of the world is that people are good. Actually, I, I, let me let me rephrase. Let me give credit. This is from what happened to you. The Oprah Winfrey book. Sorry, mm -hmm. now, now that I'm remembering, and what, <laughs> <laughs> but what she said was, what they said was like, you look at her view, and she was able to break through his view. And what I'm saying is, that man, right, right, that man was that little kid, as pure as that little kid is, will always be able to cut through that dark man, or that thick skinned man, mm -hmm. always. <laughs> I don't even like kids. You do not. They love me to death. My class, my class. And they get me too. I'll be like, all right, then. 
No, my class, it, I promise, I'm going to make sure that every year you make an appearance in my class because I promise you, the second that Mr. Maze, Mr. Maze, the concept of a Mr. Maze to a Miss Maze is like crazy to little kids. Yeah, I hate kids. And they, I, I hate other people's kids if I don't know their parents. And they still talk about you. They talk about Gerald. They mentioned him yesterday. Uh, I was like, I have kids because they were like, why don't you just, why aren't our Chromebooks ready? Why don't you just take them home and do them there? I was like, hmm. I know, right? Are you going to pay me, little mother? I was like, well, Miss Mays has a family, too. I was like, I got to cook dinner. Yeah, I was like, I got to cook dinner. And they were like, wow, dinner? I was like, yeah, I I cooked it. I grocery shop. I I, I said, Miss Mays has to go home. I can't can't do all 16, 17 of your Chromebooks. I said, you know, Mr. Mays. And they're like, you have kids, too? I said, remember? And then one of the little girls was like, yeah, do you remember her daughter and Gerald came in? by name no by name and mr mays my one of my students came in gerald brought lunch to me and i could tell which is why i prompted you he saw that you were there and walked in i could see him smiling like i don't know what he was thinking but i know prince prince that he was waiting and the second i was probably shouldn't be saying these kids names i know (laughs) that's okay i was like uh i said i "I want you to say hello and it's like why i'm like just 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 do it and he did. And it took it, two minutes for me to get it out because in my head it was like, don't tell me what to talk to these kids. I don't like kids. I know. I'm like, just, just trust me on this one. So I said, what's up, Prince? Hi. Hey. He's like, you what's up? Good? I know. you. He said yes, and then you brought up that you should have said, I, I heard you were laying on the ground yeah, the other day, like, which was, is true. heard you was laying on the ground the other day acting <laughs> crazy. Mm-hmm. But yes, you... Kids love you. You don't like kids, which I think is hilarious. But no, I, I like, like the... big kids. I like kids that I could talk to regular. I don't. Yeah. I can't. I don't have patience for the goo goo gaga talk, unless they my kids or somebody that's related to me or I care for their parents. Right. No, I get it. But I do. And I'm like, all right, little kid, what's up? All right, stay away from the Jordans. Oh my gosh. But to go back to that story real fast, I do like that though, just because the the perspective of them is different, and when we change our perspective and we allow for ourselves to grow as human beings and as parents and as a, as a person, the thing that we have to recognize as parents, um, as we kind of like come on the back end of the show is recognizing that as your children grow, they start to see you as people. Mm-hmm. My children have unfortunately had the, the opportunities to see me, not just as a mother or as a wife to you, but as, as a person, as Julia Marie, they've actually seen me and highs and lows and struggles and, and figure things out. And I wasn't able to pull the wool over their eyes as fives as, mm-hmm. as they were at five, because at yeah. five years old, if we were having an, a disagreement, they still went to bed at eight, yeah. but now they're up till 11. Right. And so they, so they can hear those arguments right, through the they, walls. Right. They can hear the arguments because their ears are pierced to it like yeah. this. Or if you have a kid like ours, they listen. Well, one of them, it's extremely nosy. Right. So the thing is, you know, as we grow we have to give ourselves the space to, to change and to, and to grow with that, that, that the, the process, you know what I mean? I allow my children to grow, but I'm growing as well. Right. So I have to make sure that I am growing into who I want to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm growing with the people around me. I'm growing as their needs change. I'm growing with you. If I don't continually, continuously grow with you, then that leaves room for, I don't know. No, I like what you're saying. Here's some. Here's something I got. I got for you. So I watched this video of this guy, and he said he was talking about uh, when your kids get like go get married or something, mm-hmm. right? And what he said was, your kids. Oh, when your kids get married, like say your son gets married, you are not gaining a daughter. He's gaining a wife. You are not gaining a daughter. Personally, I hear what you're saying, and the reason why I'm bringing this up right now is off of what you said when you said you have to grow with your kids, right? And I think what is being missed in what he's saying is if you are growing with your kids, then you 100% are gaining a daughter, right? Because your relationship with your son should have transitioned to the phase appropriate for what your son needs to now do in his life so that you can view his wife as a daughter. It doesn't mean that you have a say over her because you don't have a say over your son. Mm -mm. 
It doesn't mean that you get to tailor because you don't get to do that with your son. You get a daughter the same way as you now have a son, which means your son's very first thing is to his wife and her very first thing is to her husband. And as parents, we have to be the ones to express that to them. It ain't me coaching my son or me coaching his wife. It is us telling them that you can only find your answers with each other. Right? Because the only thing that we can say is what works for us. That may not work for you two. You two have to figure that out. And we're here to catch you and mediate to make sure you don't blow up your fucking relationship in the process. Right. So what are your, what is your take when you hear someone say that like, Oh, that, that ain't your kid or the, cause we are at us. Our, our oldest has a girlfriend now. I'm not saying I'm like, I'm not putting that on them or anything like that, but the dynamics change. I mean, I know this is different for a mom because that's a, that's your son. And this is a, a, a young lady. I haven't had to deal with this quite yet to have to watch my daughters find a male counterpart to kind of essentially replace the things that I would do for them. So how is that for you? Just as far as watching. Watching your oldest son start to lean on a, a, somebody else. It's actually, I actually don't have an issue with it at all. I I understand that that's the natural process. So the only thing that I do is try to guide him in understanding what he wants. I focus on him as a person so that as he's navigating relationships and looking to find a potential forever partner, that he is emotionally aware of himself so that he can be emotionally available for not just him, but for the person he's trying to build and create something with. So I'm trying to allow for him to be an actual human being. He is my son, but it's not going to be like man up. It's going to be, you need to be aware of yourself so that you can guide this process. If you want to be, especially because our oldest wants to lead his family life a little more similarly to you. Mm. I don't know about the rest right now. Well, the girls are different, but I know that he wants to be, so to speak, the head. Like he wants to actually be, a provider and he wants to do that same. Yeah, that's, his, so, that's in his wheelhouse. Right. right. So because of that, I, from the opposite end, understand what it was like for you and to be on the receiving end of you as a person, as a young person, I try to give him that so that when he makes those steps in life, he's he's able to process his feelings and he's not going to be lashing out and he's not going to be building unhealthy habits or helping him to identify his own healthy coping mechanisms so for that sure. he can, you know, that's Again, true. avoid some for of sure. the pitfalls that you and I just yeah, no experienced. Shit, right? So that that's really it. Uh, none of it is difficult for me. For me, I'm gaining a daughter. I don't know. I, and I'm, I'm saying that from the standpoint of I want my children, significant right. others, to feel my warmth. I also want them to choose me for the holidays, which means, <laughs> you know, I feel out for all, for all of my boy parents out there. You already know girls tend to be close to their moms. So for Christmas, guess who they're going to try to be going to? But your girl over here has a plan. We will have extra beds. We will have warm breakfast. So see, I'm more along the lines of like, go see everybody else so that we can go to like Jamaica or something for Christmas. Nah, you're coming to my house and I'm going to take care of you. Okay, that's it. There We're good. Go, <laughs> my plans for the Jamaican Christmas. No. Ho, 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 man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Merry Christmas, man. Mamba Clock Christmas, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do. But yeah, that's crazy. So so what do we have coming up? Like obviously we're in a new space, right? I actually like this space. I like the flow of this. It's mm-hmm. much easier to talk to you instead of sitting at a table, turning my head towards you, right? And looking at the cameras. Now we have Joe here to look at the cameras and monitor the fees if anybody has questions when, when we do these lives. Mm-hmm. So what's your feel about this? How you like it? What do we have on the horizons as well? I like it a lot. I think on the horizons we're we just have consistency. That's what you and I are working on. Right. And I think more on the horizon, I'm actually more excited to watch everything that you have for for fathers. Like we, right now, this is our we, and part of our we is watching you develop that because I think that's been 
probably in the works for a lot of years. It just took that moment for you to recognize it. It took me three years to eventually get to this stage. And Megan and Joe and them, they know I've been here every step. Hey, I got something new. I built the whole thing out. Take a look. And then it's just like, I just don't really like it. Yeah, so I think just the continuation of us as parents and then our relationship and then everything that comes with that. So uh, it's the same old stuff as every other family, which makes it, I feel like, extremely important and relevant. Yeah, I think think what I want to do in this thing that we got going on as I, I just want to provide spaces for dads, regardless of race, creed, religion, or whatever, because I think we all deal with the same things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And because that, and because fatherhood is the catalyst, then we should be able to create a safe space for us to talk about those things. Right. Because we're all motivated by being better because we want to be better fathers for our children. Right. So I just I I, I have a couple things in the works. You know, I'm, I'm I can't wait to start releasing those things mm-hmm. that that includes this podcast. We're still ironing out the kinks of this podcast, determining how we want to put this out, whether this is going to be a monthly thing or a biweekly thing. I do like this setup mm-hmm. the way it is. Like this video obviously is not going to be streamed live. It's going to be posted on YouTube. But we do want to do one live show a month. Uh, and then we want to do the recordings and things like that. So I'm I'm just really excited for for all of this, right? Like it's called Yes We Fight for a Reason because a part of, in my opinion, right, a part of being a good dad is like one A and one B is being a husband, right? And ironing out ironing out the, the things that dot can directly impact how you father. Yeah. Right? Is that fatherhood is not a competitive sport, it's a collaborative sport, right? And fatherhood has to be collaborative with motherhood and that relationship has to be built. So that's what the purpose of this podcast is for. It is building the teamwork between right. fatherhood and motherhood, but also not not closing your eyes to the fact that there are always going to be disagreements. Right. And we do fight every now and again. Not as much now as five years ago, but it's a part of any relationship that you, if you love the other person enough, then you love them enough to argue with them. And people might find that controversial. I'm, this is a personal belief, but if I don't love you, I ain't arguing with you. You're a fool. <laughs> I don't no. argue with fools or people I don't know or like, right? But the person that I love and care about, the people that I love and care about, I'm going to argue with them. No. So if you're my friend and you've had a conversation with me, you know I'll argue the fuck out of you. And not even be believing what I'm arguing, just be arguing for the sake of arguing. <laughs> But yeah, that's the purpose of all this. So I'm happy to be back. The goal is to be consistent. Let's make a deal on being consistent. There My back hurts, so I can't be looking like that. <laughs> but uh, be, being consistent. And yeah. So thank you guys for watching, for watching our first Get show back. back to the Yes We Fight podcast and show and all this other shit that we got going on. Make sure you follow us, like, and subscribe, Mm -hmm. and we'll be back to you on the next show. Peace. Bye.